Okay, Poker Tov, we continue in the Sefer Dash Hasviros. We began yesterday the sphere of Tiferes. So again, we're talking Chesed is kindness on the right hand. And Chesed means wanting to expand yourself and connect with someone else. And generally that means to do something good for someone else. Gvura control, power, power is the left side. And that's the power to be able to do something with a lot of power, just as simple as that. But what does that mean? It means if you want to do a chesed, sometimes you need a lot more energy and power to do the chesed. Not all chesed requirements uh, require the same level of effort. Some require a lot of effort. So where's that X? We call it, gvura is, can be chesed on steroids. I'm just using that as an analogy. In other words, you're mamish and you're just not, you're going against all uh, things that are trying to hold you back. On the other hand, gvura can, you need a lot of power to control others and judge others and discipline others. Needs the same power because power means you're able to come with force against any potential opposition. So even in chesed, you need power. Let's say, let's say you know a person needs a chesed. He needs it desperately, but he's too, uh, what do you call it, proud to accept it. So he says, no, no, you don't have to do it. Okay, so I won't do it. But you know he needs it, and he's not going to do well without it. So you almost have to overpower him to do the chesed for him. Right? Regular chesed, okay, I want to help you, I want to help you. No, 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 I don't need it, I don't need it, I don't need it. But he does, and he's going to really suffer without it. So now how would you receive it? Well, sometimes you just make sure it's done. But like how, he said, what, how would he accept that if, you, if he's against you doing it? Uh, you, well, you have to figure out ways to do it. Like we said, you know, you know, there's there's ways to do it yeah. because if without you keep sometimes if you not if you keep pushing. First of all, you they will if they really really need it, and you and they see that you're really wanting to do it, and they and it's not being a, in, in, it's not being perceived as an uh, what's the word I just had it I forgot it in, in position. Yes. Like some people say, I don't I don't I don't want I don't want to I don't want to trouble you. What's well, no trouble at all? And uh, let's say the guy's figuring uh, I don't know how I'm going to get to the doctor tomorrow. So don't worry, I'll take you. No, 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 I'll find another way. But then the next morning, you come 10 minutes earlier to this house. Okay, I'm here, I'm ready. Okay. So then, now that take, you have to push. That always needs pushing. And, uh, and something just to do the chesed needs a lot of effort. So, but on the other hand, it's control as well. So now, so those are energies that come from the person. It comes from you. And it's based on you. Tiferes, we say, is the healthy blend of chesed and gvura together. And that's what's the torso, that's the middle part. And we said it has nothing to do, it's not a, an energy that comes from you, but it's rather, as we said yesterday, making a cocktail mix of chesed and gvura based on the needs of the recipient. 
Okay, so there's no new energy being expelled from you, but it's taking the energies you have, but but balancing them in a way that's going to give a perfect result to what you want. And we said that is Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu represented that chesed. Okay, so now we're going to continue with this. And uh, it's interesting, he, he like performs a question. The Zohar says that Moshe Rabbeinu was connected to the Mida of Tiferes because he was the Nosein HaTorah. He was the one who gave the Torah. And Torah, we know, is Tiferes, as their psukim who refer to it to that. And, uh, and that Tiferes was revealed through Moshe. Because remember we said Tiferes is doing the job perfectly. Well, the Torah is perfect. So it's interesting, although we just said Yaakov is Tiferes, the Zohar also says that Moshe is Tiferes. So the Zohar says an interesting idea. He says that Yaakov is Tiferes from the outside and Moshe is Tiferes from the inside. What does that mean? Because Moshe is able to express the inner quality of the Torah and that is something that will have to continue for generations to come. Therizal says that you should know that Moshe Rabbeinu really comes in every generation to illuminate the Jewish people. He brings Psukim to prove that idea. And, and as the Vilna Gona also said, that when Moshe Rabbeinu came down from his level, so to speak, at Sinai, that means to say that Moshe Rabbeinu's energy expands, uh, spreads out to all Talmidei Chachamim and, um, and helps us through the Golos. And he's revealed through people who are very much involved of Torah and uh, that gets revealed through that inner force of Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay, so it's concealed and it's revealed through various Talmidei Chachamim in the generation. So that's what he means that Moshe reveals the Tiferes from the inside as a, a new giving of the Torah from generation to generation. But that's not the revelation. When it comes to revealing it, we see it in actuality happening because it's, it's Torah being applied in a physical reality. That's Yaakov Avinu. Where Yaakov Avinu studied Torah for 14 years in Shem Ve'ever and he set up this idea of revealing the Torah and he revealed the externals of the Torah in how a person manifests it. So he lives that way. Yaakov gets married, has four wives, has 12 kids, has to be a businessman, has to be a shepherd. But he does it all through Torah. That is why, next step, is that the Gomorrah and Shabbos says, anyone who takes delight in the Shabbos, they give him boundaries that are, they give him a, hair, a, a portion without boundaries. It's limitless. And there's psukim, that support that idea. So, and it's, it says, and the and I will give you boundaries, you'll delight in Hashem, and I'll ride you on high places. I will feed you the heritage, the inheritance of Yaakov. And not 
uh, that of Avram, not that of Yitzchak, which seemed to be limited, but Yaakov, where it says by Yaakov, Uforatsta, Hashem says, you, I'll spread you out. Yomava, Kedma, Tzafona, Venegva, east, west, south, and uh, north and south. So he has unlimited boundaries. So what does that mean? So he says, there is Yaakov's aspect is a mita that is not with any boundaries as opposed to Avram and Yitzchak. Why? Because that's the same idea. Avram has limitations. The limitations are, he is amazing in chesed. He perfects chesed, but limited to bring perfection necessarily. Yitzchak brings kvura, but it's limited to that perfection. Yaakov is that perfect balance that everything's done in a perfect way without any deficiencies. As we said yesterday, that his bed was complete, all 12 sons came out okay. So therefore, the portion of Yaakov, since it's perfect and there's no flaws, so it's an unlimited uh, inheritance. And that could be the intention of the fact that we have, we would have had and will have three temples first two temples are Avram and Yitzhak. The third temple of Mashiach comes parallels Yaakov because that's the perfection of all man. Okay, so that's how Yaakov is the primary shepherd of this Tiferis, that he really lived his life completely involved with people, completely involved with stress, tension, all kinds of tragedies in his life, and he was always able to deal with it in the way that it's a perfect way. Okay, now we got to get into uh, to understand the difference between chesed and what this really comes out to be in Tiferes. Another word for Tiferes is rachamim, is compassion. Now we have to understand what's the difference, okay? As obviously, compassion has to be a blend between chesed, kindness, and gvura, and judgment. Okay, and what's the basic difference that we have? Is that the meat of chesed is only in terms of from the giver's perspective. The giver is giving whatever he's doing, he's doing it because the nature of the person is good, and he wants to shower good as much as possible, and that doing good is not because of the receiver. It's not because of the receiver, it's, as you'll see in a minute. But the chesed is, as I said, he's a chesed machine. He has to do, he has to expand himself. He has to help others. That's just the way he is, and it's not because he sees that people are needy. He, he has to do chesed, that's what his makeup is. Just like a person has to eat. So he has to do chesed. Without chesed, he's feeling deficient. It has nothing to do with recipients per se. As opposed to rachamim, compassion, it's all focused on the receiver, that the giver, the compassionate one, who's giving has compassion on the receiver, and he's worried about the receiver, and then he does good and gives what the receiver needs. Now there's a big difference. What's the difference? Sometimes mercy will require the person uh, that he doesn't give the receiver what he asks for. 
because he knows it's not good for him. So let's say you're uh, a person comes to you and says, "Oh, I have real. I, I, I need a loan." Sure, it's chesed. Sure, what's the loan for? And then he starts describing, you know, what he's what he's going to use the money for. And the guy says, "That's that's not a good thing. I need the money. I have investing to, in cannabis. Yes, I'm whatever, whatever, whatever he's doing. I need the money. I want to go on vacation to a place that's not a good place to go." So the guy says, "You know what?" Because I have compassion for you, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give it to you. Right. So that, because I'm focusing on you, and I know you, who you are, this will not be good for you. Or, you know what, no, you shouldn't get that much. Mm-hmm. Get a little bit. So your little kid asks you for a Shabbos treat. Mm-hmm. So he's in the store, so what does he pick? The biggest lollipop. <laughs> Like huge. Now Chesed would say, give it yeah, to him. Yeah. Rahman says, oh, he's going to get a stomach ache, so you pick a little lollipop. And he's upset. How come you're not giving me more? He says, I have compassion on you. I care about you. And I have to give you just what's right for you and not more. Okay? So therefore, it's the meat of Rahman means not to give him what he asks for, which is no different than a doctor who never who has to do a surgery on someone that's gonna cause him a lot of pain, but you're doing it because it's merciful because you want him to live. Well, if you love me, why are you making me suffer? It's because if you don't have any pain now, you're not gonna be a healthy person, okay? And that's the whole point, because the whole idea of Tiferes, which is Rachamim, which is this blend of Chesed and Gvura, so yes, you have a flow of Chesed, that you want to do good for the person, but there's the gvura and the minimization to give it in a way that will not hurt the person. And that is why we say that it's the aspect of rachamim that will bring the world to its final perfection. And all good that comes out of that, it comes, at the end of the day, it's the perfect way of giving to another person. And it's not gonna come purely from chesed, because a lot of times chesed alone will not bring it to perfection, but will bring to sin and all kinds of troubles. As it says in Devarim, Hashem predicts, by Yishman Yeshurun, when the Jews will grow fat from all the good they have, by even they'll kick, because there's too much good in this world. And therefore we can begin to understand why people sometimes are, um, I once had a person came to me and it was, at the time, it was many, many years ago, it was a growing family. And he always said, you know, every month, like we have to always be so careful with the bills. And uh, it's like this pressure that we should just be able to pay off all the bills by the end of the month. And we just manage. He says, why can't God, you know, make it, you know, baravchus? Give us more so they don't have that stress. So, uh, so I said to the person, I said, because Hashem wants to give you the best. And if you have Rafkas, you're not going to turn to Hashem. You're not going to turn to Hashem. You're going to be feeling that, okay, I, 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 I'm doing good on my own. So I said, it's not like anybody's starving. You have a nice house. I mean, not, not a mansion, but nice house. You got food. You got everything you need. Good jobs. 
you love your kids, so you want to just be able to relax. So Hashem doesn't want that. But some people have that situation and some people don't. Some people, what do you mean? No, I mean, there's lots of people who, who are comfortable and don't have that situation and are, and are still religious and turn to Hashem nevertheless, right? There's wealthy people who, who turn to Hashem, even though well, they're wealthy and they don't have that stress. First of all, um, it, it, that's not necessarily so. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. No. And uh, no. there is, let's put it this way, your average very wealthy person on average is very arrogant. True, true. Which is not good. <laughs> and sometimes Hashem could feel if I give this person too much, he'll have arrogance. Now why he gives others? Well, he's testing them, that's all. Yeah. But in general, it's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Anyway, so what? So that's, I met with that person many, many years ago. So then a couple of years later, he meets with me again, and he's, and he's like so down. He says, what's the matter? He says, well, there was this great investment deal, mm-hmm. and the best guys around were investing. Like people who are very frugal were investing. So the guy borrowed like a couple hundred thousand dollars against his house, the mortgage, and that whole investment went zero, zero return. And now he's got a huge, he had a mortgage, but he had room to, right? So he had a bigger mortgage. He says, now what? I said, so I didn't want to rub it in his face and say, oh, see, you wanted to have things easy, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I had to, you know, explain to him, you know, what Hashem's ideas are. But that's because he wanted to live comfortably. Yeah. He didn't have to do that. Now, he's, you know, at that time, he's not living comfortable at all. Now he's really got... A, so anyway, so that, that's the point. So you gotta realize Hashem is only gonna give you what really is good for you. And and you have to be able to, and if that's the way Hashem works with us, so we have to do the same thing. So we have to understand, we, we want a lot of things from Hashem. When Hashem doesn't give it to us, it's because He knows it's not good for us for many reasons beyond what we can even think about. So therefore, that's the difference between Chesed and Rachamim. And therefore, this explains the Gemara and Psochim that says Yaakov Avinu wanted to reveal the Mashiach before he died, but the Shechina went away from him and he couldn't reveal it to his children. So, why did Yaakov want to reveal the Mashiach at that time? Because his Mida of Tiferes and mercy is all to bring the ultimate Tikkun, the ultimate uh, perfection. And therefore, Yaakov's whole lifetime was to bring the ultimate perfection of the world. So he wanted to reveal it so that everything would come to its proper end. But Hashem felt, no, it's not the best idea. People don't have to work on it harder. This now, we understand now, is the idea of, as I've, um, I'll probably redo this whole class that I did many years ago on all the questions that Hashem asks you when you get to the judgment above. And, uh, Hashem asks, really, I've formulated, it's about 10 questions. And the idea is that those 10 questions will show the way you answer depends on how well you uh, identified and manifested the 10 spheros. Okay? So, I, I had this idea like years ago, but as I'm learning more, hopefully I'm going to improve on that. So anyway, so in other words, the bottom line that Hashem, Hashem's not going to ask you 
did you keep Shabbos? It's not one of the questions on the final exam. Even though you'll be judged if you kept Shabbos, but he's not going to ask. The questions the Gemara asks are very interesting. So one of them is, see peace of Yeshua. Did you long for the redemption? So now which, which attribute of the spheros has to do with longing for redemption? So you, you said it today, or will say it in Davening today, what's the next word? To Yerushalayim, bring us back with Rachamim. So what does that mean? It means the whole aspect of the end of time that we're looking for is Rachamim. So what, so what do we mean by Rachamim? So until this piece I'm learning, so Rachamim is Hashem as compassion. Meaning, listen, we're suffering and Mashiach is going to end all suffering. And that's Rachamim. That's on the simplest level, but that's not what we're supposed to want Mashiach. A lot of people want Mashiach because then all suffering will end. So Shem say, so why, why should suffering end? What do you mean? It's not good to suffer. How do you know it's not good to suffer? If it wasn't good, why are you suffering now? Obviously the suffering is beneficial. Why? Because a lot of times we wouldn't suffer, it wouldn't be religious. Biggest proof, 1800s Renaissance. Jews no longer had to suffer from anti-Semitism. It was like celebrated. So what happened? They became secular. They gave up the Yiddishkeit. So Hashem said, okay, let me introduce you to this fine German man named Adolf, and we will see if that's what you really are interested in. And that suffering was supposed to knock a little sense into us. It did to some, and others have still not learned that lesson. So we're still looking for relief. So, but, so that's, so, or let's say people are not well or whatever, if Mashiach came, everything would be fine. But that's not why we want Mashiach. Why not Mashiach? So the whole world will recognize Hashem. And that all behavior will be perfected. And what is that? That is Rachamim. That is that perfect blend of, of, of Tiferes. And that's why, that's the ultimate Rachamim. The ultimate Rachamim is that Hashem now will be able to give in a way that's balanced, but it will not be painful anymore. So, and that's where the perfect, that's the Tikkun Olam is Tiferes. Where we've got the perfect blend is there. So therefore that's got to be connected to Rachamim and with Yaakov and all these things. So if you really had the perfect aspect of Tiferes, which, and therefore, which I'm, everything I do, I blend it perfectly because that's the complete will of Hashem and every action I do is like perfect from every angle. Well, that's Mashiach. When everything's perfect from every angle and that needs to, uh, you have to have Rachamim for that. It's focused on the receivers how they're going to um, apply it properly. Okay, so that's that idea. They're also, enough, so you, got, you, you associate words with the same stream. So you said, Tiferes, the blend of Chesed and Gvura. Rachamim, blend of that. Rachamim is focused on the, the final goal of the receiver, not what I can produce. Okay, and that is always Yaakov. So now we move on to the next buzzword that associates with that is MS, 
truth of all the Midos, MS relates to Tiferes, as the Pasuk says in Micha, Titain MS Liakov. Give truth to Yaakov. And MS is now connected with Tiferes. Okay? And what, and what is MS? What is real truth? Is having things in the way that they're supposed to be in the perfect way. In other words, a person, let's say that, a person has to be true to himself. Would you not say? So true to himself. So let's say his nature, I'm just throwing out any idea. His nature for him will be, let's say, to be involved in social work. That would really be true to who he is based on his nature. But he's pressured to make good parnasa, so he becomes a professional in another area. So the truth is, he's not true to himself. And he's not perfecting his 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 things that he does. That's one example. Uh, doing uh, 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 dealing with a certain situation. Is he is he doing it in an emistic way? Has he thought of all the uh, possibilities of how to do this and to approach this thing and to figure out who could be hurt? Where's the possible collateral damage? Sometimes you do things, but you don't realize what kind of mess you make afterwards, and it didn't have to be that way. And therefore, we want it to be without any deficiency at all. And that explains when the Gemara Metzia, and we'll talk about it tomorrow, says the beauty of Yaakov was like the beauty of first man. Now, what does that mean? Well, first man expressed the perfect human being when he was first created. Hashem would, would, of course, make a perfect human being. Mom is perfect. And the perfect human being messed up. So now it's Yaakov's job to perfect the human being again. And therefore Yaakov brings with his meat of Tiferes that perfection that was with first man beforehand. We'll talk more about that tomorrow morning when we talk about Yosef seeing the image of his father Yaakov. But that's why Yaakov is the image on the Kisah covered above. That man can become perfect. If you just use the tools Hashem gave you the way he told you to use them. So that's the MS. MS is MS from beginning to end. It's always MS. And the bottom line always is, are you, are you looking for, to find the MS? The MS will require a good balance between kindness and control. That's what, that's what MS requires. Okay, now this gives us now another word that goes together with this. With Yaakov, we find the aspect of kadosh, holiness, because there's a Pasuk in Yeshaya that refers to Yaakov and Kedusha. And, the, and Lutzado, when he discusses in Misil Shisharim, one of the, la, the last Mita, remember it says alacrity, watchfulness, the final one is Kedusha. So what does it mean to be holy? First he said, well, that we get from Yaakov, that was the whole idea of the stones that he set up, the 12 stones that he set up to sleep under became one stone so that Tzaddik should use the one stone. And that was an elevation for the stones. And therefore Yaakov has another name that we give him is Noira, awesome, fearful, awesome. Because what did Yaakov say when he woke up from the dream? 
How awesome is this place? Okay, so now, what do we do when we refer to Hashem? He's Hakel, Hagadol, Hagibor, Vahanora. Gadol is big. That refers big, oh, is, a, is a code word for Chesed. Okay, Hagadol, Hagibor, Gvura, Vahanora, that's Tiferis. Awesome. Now, that, that's all these things. And that's the three patriarchs, right? From, and then it says, after Akel, Hagadol, Hagibor, Vahanora, first we said, Elokei Abraham, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov. Then Hakel, Hagadol, Hagibor, Vahanora, matching Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. So he is awesome, and that's why the first bracha is Avram, second bracha is Yitzchak, third bracha of Hakel HaKadosh is Yaakov. So we see Kedusha and Nora is all related to that. And that's why, and what's so awesome, because Yaakov is the middle aspect, the Tiferes. And, uh, and remember we said Tiferes, remember when we said when we're looking at the triads. You have Keser on the top, right in the middle. Chachma and Bina, and then Das in the middle. And that comes from the Keser. It's going straight down, that, that incredible power. But then look again. Now we got Chesed, Gvura, Tiferes. Again, straight down from the middle. So it nurtures from the, kes, from the Keser and from the Das. So the Keser is the ultimate will beyond description, then the das is we begin to put it into pl- to place into this world, but it's still only in decision mode. When do you see it mamish happening? With Tiferes, and that's why it's called Kadosh, because Kadosh means separate, beyond. Hashem's holy. What does it mean he's holy? He's beyond. He's beyond the limitations of physical description, and so is Yaakov. And so is Tiferes. To behave in such a way needs a lot of divine energy. And that is awesome. When you, you know, when a person just does kindness, it's nice, very nice. A person does control, it's very nice. But to, to, to organize a situation that everything was thought up of and everything turns out 100% the way it should, that's awesome because that's something beyond what we can uh, even understand such an idea. And therefore, that's the another buzzword that goes with that. And therefore, we understand one other point that the rabbis say, famous medrash, that said, just like Hashem is livado by himself, so is Yaakov livado by himself. As the Pasuk says, v'niska Hashem livado. Hashem will be elevated alone when the Mashiach comes. And that was Yaakov. When he fought with the angel, he fought Levado by himself. Now, what does Levado really mean? By himself? But really means in his own category. Incomparable and also self-reliant. Hashem is in a category of himself. You can't say Hashem and. No, you can't put anybody and that's on that level. And that's why Hashem is Levado. He, he's there on his own, nothing, even close. He doesn't need anything self-reliant. You know, when who doesn't need anything? It's one who's perfect. Remember, the arrogant person says, I'm perfect, I don't need anybody. Well, the only one who really was perfect was Yaakov. 
because he took all the holy energies and blended them properly. And then Yaakov is levado. He's by himself as well. Okay? And that's uh, the idea of the, the whole point of what creation is trying to bring into this aspect. And therefore by Yaakov, having this idea of levado, which really means on the deeper level, because we know that uh, Bilam said, when he was cursing slash blessing the Jews, that we are an am levadad, uh, uh, we are a badad, we're uh, alone, a nation alone from all the world. What does that mean? It means we don't need to get from anybody else. For us to be the Jewish people, I don't need to adopt other cultures. We as Jews have a self-reliant uh way of life and we don't need anybody not in an arrogant way because we have all the attributes of Hashem if you have everything that Hashem gives you and you implement what Hashem gives you what do you need anybody else for and if you do it's only for their benefit not for yours and that's what Bilaam deeply understood and therefore how do you destroy them try to get, get pretty women so say oh we'd like to get involved with you guys too that's how we get destroyed we have to be live adult because once we, once we have everything that we need, once you have Tiferes, and you're able to blend everything, and things just turn out right all the time, so why do I have to go somewhere else? And isn't that what Mashiach will be? And that's why Yaakov was Levado. He could be by himself without anybody there, and he could take care of himself. Even if an angel of Asa fights with him, he can win. And that's, and that's what Yaakov is. And that's why all those things all go hand in hand. And obviously, we'll see next week, that obviously Yaakov represents one more thing. That's Torah. Torah is, again, the perfect blend of all reality. To, that he lived the Torah. Not just learned the Torah, he lived the Torah. And that's why the, um, the end of Shabbos is, by Shalashudas, is Yaakov. Because that's where it's the end of Shalshus represents the end of time when Mashiach comes, the perfect time, and that's going to be Yaakov, and that's the time of unlimited barriers. Okay, more to talk about, but we did a, definitely a good chunk today. That's it.